0: The Personal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin It's an exclusive off-air event So if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events Just eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League
1: Football on Off The Ball With Sky, all the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports Now you're welcome back to studio in a couple of moments time we'll hear from Tommy Welch full time two point win at Semple Stadium for Limerick against Waterford Kenny Cunningham has popped down into studio after watching Spurs at their Spursiest you're very welcome (laughs) back goodness me so uh, the other Premier League game just to let people know 4-0 win for West Ham away to Bournemouth is very nice for David Moyes no Evan Ferguson for Brighton teams are in I'll give you the uh, Manchester United lineup in just a moment but we should touch on Newcastle six, Spurs one. First goal on two minutes, Murphy. Second goal on six minutes, Joe Linton. <laughs> Third goal on nine minutes, Murphy. And our heads were on fire. Uh, 19 minutes, Isak. And then on 21 minutes, he scored again. See, it was five
0: goals shot. Five goals in the first 21, 21 minutes. minutes. Never. I don't think
1: they've ever been involved Oof. in a... Like
0: any, that amount of goals uh, between uh, uh, two teams. 21 minutes. Can't be too many games.
1: No. Five goals have been scored in the... Let alone for I, one team. I feel like Liverpool scored three in 15 at Old Trafford. you remember that? The uh, Five yeah. or six nil. But no, you're right. Five, five minutes. Five. And this isn't like
0: minnows. It's not as if you got... Like, it's Darlington turning up. You know what I mean? Toured round to the FA Cup. It was hilarious. Spores... Well, exactly. Exactly. So
1: pre-game, we weren't kind to Spurs and we questioned their aptitude, their work rate. And I think a a final question for you that that I asked you was, in this cauldron, against this ferociously hard-working Newcastle team who are very good, especially on their day, especially at that stadium, we asked which of the Spurs' lineup would match them for work rate and intensity and who'd stand up to that challenge. Yeah. And we couldn't pick many players that we would... uh, better houses on and they wilted in an even more impressive fashion than I thought they'd wilt. I mean, from minute one, yeah, but no thank you.
0: But the suggestion that they wilt suggest that they actually start at a reasonable level and then wilted means Sorry, you yeah, drop below a certain level. They, they wilted they didn't... in the warm up. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was. Um, it shouldn't be overly strange because we've seen this. Sports bars have seen this all season. Just slow start, first opening forty five, I and mean, just never get going. lethargic you know what I mean. Not focus, not there. Just in energy levels, and it just needs the engine needs to be kickstarted so often in the second half of that. In in so many games this season, it's really puzzled me. It really has. I don't understand that. I don't understand the dressing room. I've been in teams. Look, you never play at your best, your optimal level, Joe, week in, week out. You always strive for that, that level of consistency week in, week out. That's what you're always chasing. You don't always find it. But I've never seen the team from a distance that you just, you just don't know what's coming. You just don't know what's coming from them week in, week out. And I'm not talking like on a technical level here, a tactical level. I'm just talking the basic fundamentals of the game. Stamp well, just running, you know, running in behind the opposition team, tracking runners, making tackles, showing energy, you know, application, in the opening period of the a basics, game the basics yeah, the basis, how you start again the conversation's always been the same for me in addressing I'm going on to the pitch right lads we start well Force tackle first ball we get don't overplay it put it in behind them turn them make sure we, we, we win the next kind of second ball be kind of switched on just all the basics haven't seen that from Spurs all season so yeah no surprise when Newcastle turned up today and put on the heat from the very start yeah like you said just couldn't live with them now, it's easy for me to say lack of application mentality. I think that's a part of it. But you're right. If you look at the physical attributes of those, those individual players and the individual teams today, it's a mismatch. That Newcastle team, yeah. Joe, is... F- I love watching this Newcastle team play. I said a second half there with Nathan on the commentary. It's like looking at uh, Klopp's uh, Liverpool three years ago I when they were at their best.
1: The bleep if, test is impressive at that ground, that training ground, Newcastles. They are physically... Yeah, it Great is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, they are. They're a
1: powerful team, Joe. Like I and see that, Joe Linton and I think, how big are your strides? Yeah. And that's both facets of
0: the uh, game, Joe. That's getting from back to front and just as importantly from uh, front to back when you lose uh, possession of the ball. They're ferocious, that kind of counter-press when they have to win win the ball back. So tenacious, so aggressive and in possession. And this is why I, I contrast them with Liverpool. When they get the ball... It's not too much combination plays, not slow progression up the no. pitch, uh, uh, short pass, and they can do that. You know they're competent, competent with the ball at their feet, but if they can get the ball from front to back and they get in behind you down the
1: sides, Joe. That's where they'll go. And you they- know, uh, so- sometimes a side suits the crowd. <laughs> that kind of direct hard yeah. running ferocious I mean but I think that that's just when sets he's smart. the place but that's when he's smart I think
0: he recognised yeah. that straight away coming in there what are these going to? Yeah. this crowd's going uh, f- to uh, feed off what yeah. what type of football and and you can see it the crowd absolutely love what they're seeing the relationship between the players and the crowd at the moment is phenomenal even watching them there after the game it's like a, a lap of the pitch Oh, I was pinching myself this last home game it's eight games <laughs> to go and but I think again it's how thinking you now. get on the pitch go over applaud the crowd keep that positive uh, positive uh, uh, vibe going yes. and it's great it's great to see and I think they have a real identity at the moment it was interesting like I mentioned Liverpool in terms of what I'm seeing Newcastle at moment Liverpool previously on the club when they were at the best that 4-3-3 uh, I look at Longstaff and Willock playing those number eight positions of midfield, attacking midfielders. I, you know, at contrast that with Henderson and Ronaldo, uh at their best, you know, their pace and penetration, uh, high up the pitch. But that's what they have now at uh, Newcastle. And I think he's identified that, um, and how, and he's getting those players in that best kind of complement. Uh, that style and I think it's amazing what he's done in such a short period of time 18 months a little bit more Mm. he's been there it's absolutely phenomenal the turnaround and it's not as easy as well he's gone and brought some good players in he's worked with players already there he's getting more out of them which to me uh, shows great uh, man management and real um, very astute tactically as well in terms of the setup of the team, talk about getting the very best out of your players. A system which best suits the players. And again, uh, I'd reference Liverpool's game yesterday, which I covered um, against Forest. Uh, against Forest. And this and this the st- Liverpool style of play. Yes, I didn't recognise him, Joe. If they hadn't had Liverpool shorts on, yes, I wouldn't recognise what, what how they were playing. You're playing with a box shape in midfield Trent Alexander-Arnold coming from full-back playing alongside Fabinho playing with no full-backs playing with that kind of Robertson having to compromise his uh, position because Alexander-Arnold was heading in there I just didn't rec- recognise that Liverpool team from the Liverpool team at their best where those two full-backs were absolutely meant everything in terms of how they played from an attacking point of view riding down the flanks you know delivery into the box combination with the wingers kind of high up the pitch just relentless those Liverpool Liverpool full I mean, that was their identity back then Henderson, Wijnaldum, drive driving, winning tackles counter-press all that type of thing it was just it couldn't. It was not, it wasn't there yes Liverpool won that game 3-2 yesterday but didn't recognise that Liverpool uh, team yesterday in terms of how they were tr- uh, trying to play so that's where they are at the moment uh, uh, under Jurgen Klopp and this is where Newcastle are
1: under under Eddie Howe and it's great to watch One side almost past its peak trying to figure out a new way of doing it yeah. Newcastle Searching, Liverpool searching, yeah. scratching yeah.
0: around the place for that. And Newcastle, they're there, they're arriving, they're almost there. Now you're looking at how thinking, yeah, I'm buying into Now you're tinkering with it. You're looking at individual positions, kind of improve the quality in that individual, in that position. I think they can Shared again. A couple of examples uh, today, weakness there in the uh, right-hand side of that central defence. He's got to improve that in the summer, and get a top class centre-half. I, th- I, I think he will. But apart from that, you're just looking at reinforce,
1: maybe supplementing what's already there. I sense from you the way you've described Liverpool yesterday, and there's been much uh, hype about the Alexander Arnold uh, positional switch. There is a degree in your head of well, in comparison to Liverpool in their prime, this is a little bit of shifting deck chairs in the Titanic. Oh, I mean. yeah. yeah, without
0: a doubt. Now look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, hang uh, Alexander Arnold. Out. I thought he'd done okay yesterday. Uh, okay but for me it was the impact of asking Alexander Arnold, your right back, to go and play in that central area. Because you know what happens? Liverpool go into that box shape. Henderson now and Curtis Jones are playing as two number 10s high up the pitch. It doesn't best suit them. Henderson looks very uncomfortable coming back towards the ball, mm. facing back down the pitch. A couple of good examples of that yesterday. Yeah. But for me, it kind of it's the ripple effect of that what's happening. Alexander Arnold comes into playing central midfield. What that means is Robertson has to curtail his attacking instincts because he can't leave his two centre half split 30 yards uh, across the pitch. So Liverpool's swiveling to that. back three as Manchester City do as as Arsenal do who play that uh, system by and large but they're very good at they're very well drilled in it and they have players that best uh, complement that system Manchester City in particular when they go to that kind of box shape in midfield they've got Gundogan and De Bruyne operating in those number 10 slots Liverpool had Jordan an agent and Jordan Henderson and Curtis Jones who's an orthodox central midfield player you know that's kind of that's the difference. they yeah. got a back three who are comfortable. Kanji, uh, Ake and Diaz, you know, three really orthodox centre-halves comfortable in that kind yeah. of formation. Andy Robertson doesn't want to play left of a, it's a waste left of of back him. three. Yeah, waste. yeah so there's, there's all of that going on. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Liverpool are searching. They're in a, pre- a period of, uh, of rebuild, and there's some serious surgery there to and be I done think in the summer.
1: Th- it's almost like a bit of delusion. Like, oh, oh, this is working. You know, this is all right. But like, it's not. I read Jurgen
0: Kahn I couldn't I say I couldn't believe it. Look, you can't be too negative, and you got to be positive. And you know, you know, you put on a put a bit a bit of a face. But I read some of those comments in the paper this morning I hope that's what it is because Jurgen Kopp can't be deluding himself in terms of what he was saying on the pitch yes I saw I liked what I was saying I thought some of the counter press was uh, phenomenal there was the, the comments about Trent Alexander off the back of the off the back of the of the Leeds game and even without looking at the Leeds game when I was uh, uh, reading about Alexander-Arnold coming into that midfield there you know you can see what's happening but you, the things that we're talking about here and in your head I'm thinking this isn't going to work this is this, this, this not going to balance is and you that see it's, it's, midfield, one those, it's one of those midf-
1: things where like it has its moments and he has the you know he, he does get on the ball at times and he will play a good pass and people say you see this could work this could work I think it's more of a desperation yeah, but could he play just as a midfielder
0: no, I don't think so. In a no, I think he'd be three. bang average. No, I think he'd be bang in a four-three-three. Three, you're saying right, right, right side of a midfield three where Jordan Henderson used to play. I think he, he can play in there. His, his range of passing is phenomenal, but centre midfield is very different to uh, right in a. In a uh, forward right back position when you're in possession of the ball Joe pressure comes on quick in that central midfield there you've got to move the ball quickly one two touch your head's got to be on the swivel pressure yeah. comes quickly you don't think he'd he he he
1: learn that in a, couple, I, a month or two
0: no that's difficult that's kay. difficult for me him and his very best getting the ball wide can see the whole picture on his inside walking onto the ball with a second or two to assess things hitting those massive big diagonals under no pressure getting obsessing with advanced there he's working little combinations with Salah and others up the pitch lay back and then those first time deliveries into the box that's his strengths that you have to recognise that you know you're thinking you can take him out and put him into centre midfield suddenly he's going to become a bit of a quarterback there he's going to start dictating things uh, with his range of passing yeah I, I, yeah, yeah I think you're kidding yourself and then you have to flip it in terms well, what about when Liverpool don't have possession of the ball how's his defensive qualities well, in there we
1: know how they are
0: Yeah, well if he struggles at, f- at, f- at right back Joe and really um, your challenges at right back uh, defensively are quite simplistic at times you're, normally you're in one v one situation you're looking at distance between you yeah and your right side is centre half, positional sense. That's all you have to think about. And he struggles with that, let alone in this central midfield position where it's you know, everything's happening, you know, uh, quickly. Players are making run, you know, you gotta to react to things and make good decisions time and time again. And for me, that'd be a struggle for him. So yeah, Trent Alexander Arnold for me and that kind of central mid that inverted fullback whatever they're calling it they, these days, absolutely not. Unless Jurgen Klopp's looking at it and thinking, well, the Liverpool of old is gone, mm. heavy metal, whatever you want to call it. Mm. That's gone now. I've got to find another way. And this is it. And wow. this is it. Well, best of luck if that's the way forward. They've got a lot of work to do.
1: Not pretty for Leash against the Dubs. Half-time. Leash, four points. Dublin, 4-15. Now, that is miserable. Dublin 4-15, Leash 4 points. So what's I had the that? offer
0: of a ticket there today, Joe, to go down to the well, Leash. Well,
1: at halftime, it's 27 points to four. Uh, meanwhile, awfully good start against Mead. That one about 10, 15 minutes old. Awfully three points, Mead, no score. Before you head off, Kenny Cunningham, into the night. Brighton against Manchester United. The teams are in. De Gea is in goal. I'm going to miss the start. What was a half-hour kickoff? Yeah. What is it? Where You're, are we watching it? Where are we watching it? You're going to go to that pub you like around the corner, <laughs> I presume. Juan bissaka right back. Lindelof and Shaw uh, centre-backs, we think, with Harry Maguire pinged to touch. Dallo, the other full-back. We have Casemiro and Ericsson. And then ahead of them, we have Bruno Fernandes with Marcus Rashford and Anthony. And Martial leads the line. No Ferguson for Brighton. Danny Welbeck will lead the line there. You were saying pre-game, you fancy uh, Brighton? As I suspect lots of people do. I haven't seen the starting 11s happy to sit in Brighton?
0: Yeah, I think so. No, no huge surprises there. I'm actually pleased from a United point of view to see Luke Shaw come in, but he strengthens them. I know he's been tagged as a left back, but the quality of his displays there sent to half uh, a couple of months ago, you know, for me, he's a better bet. He gets in the team ahead of. Le- uh, Maguire or Lindelof in that uh, central defensive position. Maguire
1: and t- uh, not in the squad. We were wondering if he's almost saving his blushes there. And it's
0: one of them, or, or he's picked up an injury, or I think if he was uh, wanted to leave him out, I think it is. It's almost humiliation if you put him on the air. Yeah. If you put him on the bench, yeah. and I think, you, well, you know it's curtains, you know, if you're in North Rock's left back is coming in and playing ahead of you in English uh, International. So, yeah, look, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But I think Luke Shaw strengthens him there. I think he's right to stand down. Malassia, Dalo and uh, Bisaka, probably defensive. They're most solid operators in there. The concern for me is that central midfield that we saw in Sevilla again during the week. Uh, Eriksen and Casemiro. Eriksen, I absolutely loved them to death uh, last weekends. as far as absolutely... Dom- dominate, control the game, orchestrate everything in that central midfield position before it's getting the ball. Sevilla took the ball off and went after them and you saw the kind of weakness in that central midfield position for United. Eriksson, you can't, can't expect him to get around the pitch, Joe, you know, making tackles and, you know, and taking can, the ball can off Casemiro
1: people. carry the load it's too much.
0: Own. I think it's too much for him and I'm a big Casemiro fan but the one thing I'd suggest Casemiro, if you look at him, not the greatest athlete, doesn't cover the ground as quick. I think he needs, a little, as good as he is, he needs a little bit of help from a defensive point of view alongside him. Eriksson doesn't give you that. Fernandes uh, Fernandez. So you saying, have Fred in there? I don't think they have one. That's the simple answer. Okay. Fred, I don't think he wants to get ahead of the ball. Sabitzer wants to get ahead of the ball. McTominay was probably the one who can yeah. probably most discipline himself to play in there. His natural instincts, uh, Joe, are to take him up the pitch. So this comes back to the argument again for me. United in the summer, that kind of central midfield that we're talking about, that kind of uh, uh, aggressive defence mind of tactically astute uh, central midfield play. United need one of them. Chelsea need one. Arsenal uh Need one. All of the top teams are crying out for that uh, type of player. So for me, Manchester United should be in the market. it would be interesting to see today against a Brighton team who can keep the ball some technically very clever operators Callister in particular and Casiedo who I'm a huge fan of very tidy on the ball as well but it's not just about their front two Sonny Marshall come on the inside as well and Cisco is a very looks, unbelievable talent Yeah, you know, they're really going to test United in that central midfield I work the ball quickly one two touch plenty of little dart and runs you're really going to have to be switched on there in, in that uh, central midfield area for Manchester United. so that's the one worry I'd have for United in there can they hurt uh, Brighton of course they can Rashford coming in is a big help Bruno Fernandes was great last week against uh, Forest, and what I liked about him last week Joe because he had Ericsson the central air of the pitch and he trusts Ericsson to get on the ball and find them higher up the pitch he, he stayed up higher, the pitch yeah. disciplined himself to stay higher up the pitch in contact with the front three and he looked better because they carried more of a threat and linked up better with the Manchester United front three and that's where I like to see him play so can they score uh, today Manchester United two or three goals yeah potentially they could but equally I could make the same argument uh, for Brighton as well I think it'll be a cracking game
1: last word Arsenal.
0: House private, flowers only. <laughs> going, going. I can't quite put myself. Look, there. Yeah, it feels like all or nothing now. That game uh, midweek against Manchester City. Even be- before prior to the re- draw yesterday, I'd still I would still make a strong argument for them. But I think that hurt them. Yeah. I think psychologically, that was a real wobble against uh, Southampton. You just get a bit of a sense of pressure, whatever you want to call it, self-doubt, a bit of that creeping in. And I think, yeah, if Manchester City turned them over midweek, although you could make an argument that they're still, still around, that they're on their coattails, for me, mentally, they're shot if Manchester City um, turned them over midweek. So that's the incentive for Manchester City. And they're in a great spot uh, at the moment, playing well, players available, but I still, I still can't shove Arsenal under a bus. Still think they've got the players Even if they have to play More of a counter attacking game Joe Don't laugh at me just... Saka off the flanks Martinelli Jesus Odegaard That front four Turn up and they're on it Joe They're it's... in a good place it's time
1: to see the writing on the wall Kenny
0: Yeah you're, it... not, you're not having it You're not even no, having
1: it You're over. not even going to It's over And I'm, I'm sad to say it It's over And City are just in too rich A vein of form as well City have just sorted themselves out After all the messing For half of this season They're on it They smell the treble and Arsenal run that steam as well. I think, for me, uh, I know it's only a small
0: thing, but I look at Saliba, speak about Arsenal, strength and depth, key positions, going going into the stage of the season, and key areas of the pitch, where you don't want to lose players, Part of probably we've mentioned before, Sakai put that category, yeah. and is the other one, at centre-half. Now, if he can't get it, if he can't get himself onto the pitch, it's one of them, Joe, you know what I mean? If I was in Saliba, he's got a back-related injury, whatever it is, it's kept him out, it's not like massively serious, is it? It's obviously struggling a little bit, this is like I think he's got to get on the pitch. I li- you know whatever painkilling inject wherever it's going to take he might to be, get he you might, through he those he might 90 minutes
1: if you're not mobile.
0: I know that I know it's a little bit of a stretch but I'm just talking this, is my, this might never happen this is a career defining moment a win at Manchester City midweek for Arsenal yeah. you know what I mean it, it's a league title that's but what's at d- stake he's, he's going to find himself in that position I again I think he's
1: sitting there saying I could play but I'm not 100% I'll leave it I'm sure he's desperate to but play I th- yeah
0: but I think there's a lot of that in the modern game Joe in terms okay. of players you know what I mean that, that, now, I'm the, don't want to go back to all the old school uh, stuff but the player himself you now if he's 70-80% no, I'm not perfect but and the players are looking at oh, thinking we 70, need 80. you.
1: If he's 70, 80, he should play. Players are
0: looking in there. Come on. And he knows it himself. But he I might, can be, help the he team. might be
1: saying lads I'm 40, I'm a liability. Against Thailand, it would be selfish of me to play. It could be one of those as well. Oh, there. Anyway, we'll see. Anyway. Say. You don't give me a chance. No, I don't. Don't. I think the, I, I've never felt more confident of a treble this far out.
0: Oh, you better switch your phone
1: off Wednesday. You better switch your phone off. <laughs> I'll go up there and do the business. Uh, well, listen, Don't it, will your face here. it will be great. It would be great. Kenny, back in my day, Cunningham. Thank you very much. Uh, pleasure. I'll let you go and watch that game. Cheers, Kenny. Nice one, Joe.